again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm here with my lovely wife, Michelle. Hello. So happy you joined us today, and we are actually, we're going back into the past for this one. If you didn't listen to our last episode, we are actually not here right now. Well, I guess we are here right now. I don't know. I don't know how this works, but we're actually on vacation. <laughs> so we recorded this way back on Sunday, January 6th. 2019. But while we were on vacation, we wanted to be sure that we still had fresh episodes for you. So we recorded this episode at that time to release this week. Right. It's kind of like a back to the future in the Something, Hyperion world. That's right. Time travel always confuses me. There's always <laughs> issues. I never know what's going on. So we'll just pretend that this is actually happening today. Uh, thank you for finding us today. In the future, you can find us on 1057max.com under the Max Plus tab, as well as on the Max FM app. You can also find us, and better yet, subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And please, if you have a chance, one, tell your friends about us, but two, uh, give us a quick little rating. You just need to click on the stars there, whatever you think is appropriate. And if you have a little more time, a uh, review would be really wonderful. It helps so much for other Disney fans, people who might like this podcast, to find out that we actually exist. Right. And we love getting the feedback and we love the subscribers. Um, but we want this to be your podcast. We want it to be something that you enjoy. So please uh, do listen, do put some feedback out there mm -hmm. and get in touch with us. Yes, and we love it. We, this is an interactive show. We love hearing from you. Uh, if you want to ever contact us, you can find us on social media, on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook and Instagram at Hyperion Adventures Podcast, and you can email us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and uh, we've loved the things that people have shared with us, and when we do some of our top five series, we have some great listeners that contribute to that as well. So, uh, But if you have some ideas, you some of the things that we're talking about on the podcast, if you've had some experiences you want to share that we'll be able to talk about in our future uh, episodes, please do get in touch with us and let us know. Yeah, we love, I mean, we can only come up with the topics so much ourselves. <laughs> uh, and so many of you listeners have uh, helped us out with some great topics that we've either done in the past or are going to do in the future. So any, if you have an idea of something you'd like us to talk about, uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, you know, And if you have some input that you'd like to provide into those, um, who knows, maybe we'll bring you on the show just like we're going to bring on a listener onto our show today to talk about today's subject. Absolutely. And we're very excited about this yes, one. Yes, very excited about this one. So as I said just a moment ago, we are actually on vacation. So this episode and next week's episode, which we will not be here for either, <laughs> are going to run a little bit differently. Normally we go through a main topic and then we do the Disney stories of the week and then we follow it up with some sort of tip to help you on your vacation. Well, because we're recording this a week early, the Disney we don't know what the Disney stories of the week are going to be. So we're just going to kind of eliminate that from the next two episodes. Instead, we will go through our main topic and then into our tip of the week. We will always have a tip of the week for you. But our main topic this week, uh, we're continuing on with an exciting uh, thing that I think we've, we've been doing here. From last week, of course, we gave you a, a, our first episode of Tying the Knot with Disney with talking about our vow renewal experience aboard Disney Cruise Line and how it might help you, how other uh, weddings happen on Disney Cruise Line. Well, this week, we are getting to talk to somebody who got married at the Walt Disney World Resort and has some great insight on if you're thinking about doing that yourself, what you might do to plan that. Absolutely. And so, you know, again, this series is for people who are either planning weddings or other events, considering maybe a Disney um, venue for, for that experience. And so we're very, very pleased that we were able to get um, one of our 
wonderful listeners to come on and, and talk about and share their experience and, and how Disney was a good choice for them. Absolutely. I think you'll have some great insight for you. I'll let you know what exactly what Michelle said, their experience, how it could help you. I know a lot of you out there, maybe you, you know somebody who uh, got engaged during the holidays. It happens a lot, whether it's family, whether it's friends. Maybe it's you um, got engaged during the holidays and you're considering, or maybe coming up on Valentine's Day in just a few weeks here, and you're considering getting married at one of the Disney venues. That's what these episodes are for, to kind of help steer you if you have the thought in mind. Just maybe see if that might be the right decision for you. Yes, and if you have had one of the experiences of this, we really want to hear from you because this is something that we can share for everybody, and and it's fun hearing about other people's experiences. Yes, we look forward to hearing from you, and we'd love to hear what you did, how it was special for you, and everything that you uh, had occur, and hopefully that Disney did you right, as they do uh, so many times. So let's get to it. Episode two of our Tying the Knot with Disney series. This is the story of the day my life ended. Eugene. I'm kidding. It was the happiest day of my life. Our wedding day. The biggest shindig to hit the kingdom in forever. It was a magical day, and everything went just as we planned. Well... I pronounce this couple husband and wife. As long as we both shall live, no matter what happens. Hey, come on. We're superheroes. What could happen? There we go. Our open for the Tying the Knot with Disney series. It's the last time I got it in the beginning, not like last week where I forgot about it. We had to wait till the end. Uh, so we enter into our second week of our Tying the Knot with Disney segments. And we're so excited for this one because this one we're going to look at the Walt Disney World Resort and what it's like to get married there. Yeah. How exciting of a location. I mean, talk about your ultimate destination wedding. Yeah. It's a fantastic place. Yeah. We actually, if we had to do over again, we might have picked that to go get married ourselves. Right, right. Right. But we have a great guest with us joining us today who got married just a couple years ago out at the Walt Disney World Resort. He's also, also one of our OG Hyperion adventurers. We're so glad to finally have him on the show. Rob LaBerry joins us. Rob, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Tom and Michelle. I appreciate you having me on. It's so good to have you with us. Finally, to get you onto the podcast, we've been looking for a way to get you on, and we think this is the perfect way today because uh, you and Kim, you, you look like, I saw some pictures of you guys, you look like you had a spectacular event. We really did. It was uh, it was definitely a dream location to get married. Uh, fortunately, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge had opened yet, or I probably would have uh, demanded that. But, <laughs> right there in Oga's Cantina, a renewal, for sure. Renewal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Blue milk for everybody. There we go. 
So tell us a little bit about you and Kim, Rob. How did you guys meet? We actually met on uh, Match.com. She found me, so she gets all the credit. (laughs) As she should. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Very cool. So, but well, okay. So you guys met. You guys got to know each one another over time. Uh, How did you go about popping the question? Uh, actually, uh, we went to a location here in Lansing, Michigan, where we live, um, called the English Inn, and um, we I proposed to her out back under a pavilion there. Um, I had gotten a custom ring box made, uh, which basically looks like the adventure book from the movie Up, uh-huh. and it was hollowed out inside. It did have kind of a, a cool little feature, uh, the guy who made it. Um, used a 3D printer for everything, and the lead page basically let me put in uh, a little saying for her, and then it had a couple of miniaturized pictures that I had sent him. So it was totally customized. It was totally Disney-related, and uh, she loved it. That's awesome. That's really cool. That is really cool. Very special. Wow. Who wouldn't uh, say yes to that? (laughs) (laughs) So... uh, Obviously, as, as you were getting to know each other and you realized you both had a love of Disney, uh, was the Disney World location like your first thought for a wedding? Um, it was definitely in our first uh, few options. Uh, one of the complications that we had uh, for our wedding was that Kim was originally from California, um, down in the Riverside area, and her family, for the most part, still lived out there. Most of them were uh, living up around Modesto. And my family all lives here in Michigan, uh, up around the Traverse City area. So we were going to have to have likely one side of the family traveling. And as we talked about it, we just kind of thought, well, if we're going to make them travel, maybe we can turn it into a vacation option for them. Sure. I like that. That's a, that's a perfect way to come and kind of get both sides together. And like, you're going to travel? Well, you're all going to travel. That's all there is to it. And what a better place to do it than at the Walt Disney World Resort. So uh, you decide to go ahead and get it done there. Take us through the steps of the, the process from there on out. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Once we had decided uh, that we were definitely going to do a Disney World wedding, uh, we talked to our families and kind of let them know what our plan was. At this point, we were about two and a half years out um, from the date that we were looking at. So we kind of had a long engagement, uh, but we wanted to let them know and get a feel for how many people would be interested in actually attending that wedding. Um, Our opinion was that we were going to do it whether everyone in our family came or whether it was just (laughs) the two of us and our kids. So, um, it was neither of our first wedding. Um, so you know, we basically just took the approach that if it's just us, we're happy. If our families want to come, that would make it even more special. So uh, once we had made the decision of, of the fact that we wanted to get married at the Walt Disney World Resort, uh, the next step for us was to set up a trip uh, down to Disney World Resort and do kind of some scouting of locations. Um, the different wedding options that they offer give you a large array of different places to both get married and have your reception. So uh, we scheduled the trip over the 4th of July weekend in uh, 2014 and went down there. At the time, we were staying at uh, Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. Nice. And uh, there's kind of a funny little side story there. We we got down there for the first day. Um, later in the afternoon, decided to go to the pool and cool off, and there were a number of teenagers who were apparently causing all kinds of problems in the pool area. <laughs> Was there a ruckus? Had, uh, yeah. <laughs> Shocking, right, tour group? Um, and Disney security ended up having to be called, and uh, it was oh, wow. something Ooh. I'd never seen before at wow. Disney World. So um, 
and then that evening we were staying in uh, one of the rooms close to the main building and there was kids running around outside all night uh, making all kinds of noise. So we woke up the next morning after not having slept terribly well, <laughs> <laughs> went up to the customs house and talked to a cast member, just expressed that we were, you know, we understood that it happens, but uh, we looked to see if we could possibly get moved to a little bit more ro- remote location. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, well, let me check, and came back about five minutes later and said, I need to ask you a question. And we said, sure. She said, um, if, if we could move you, where would you want to move? <laughs> I said, really, anywhere within the resort, you know, right. it's a little bit more remote, a little bit more quiet. Sure. And she said, no, that's not what I'm asking. If I could move you anywhere on property... Where would you want to go? Wow. So we were both somewhat taken aback. um, And we were planning on doing a lot of uh, research of uh, locales over by the Disney Boardwalk. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we said any of the Boardwalk area resorts would be wonderful, you know, if you're willing to do that. And she left for about another 10 minutes, came back and said, I think you're going to be really happy. We were able to get you in at Disney's Yacht Club Resort, concierge level. Concierge level. Holy cow, that's great. Wow. Right, what, right. what, what, you know, we hear about pixie dust. That's yes. pixie dust right there for sure. Yeah, it was, it was uh, incredible. We had five nights there. Uh, definitely got a chance to have a feel for that resort and that whole area. And it actually played into us staying at the uh, Disney's Beach Club Resort when we came back for the wedding. Sure. Very nice. Wow. wow. That- that's a whole bag of pixie dust all at once. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Tinkerbell was just hovering over you for a while there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Actually, that same trip, we wanted to get a look at the attic, which is one of the possible reception locations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's kind of, uh, if you had a rich grandmother that lived on the beach, it's <laughs> her stylized attic, uh, all kinds of tchotchkes nice. and knickknacks in there. Uh, but it's a gorgeous space. And it's actually located um, at the boardwalk area there at Disney World. Uh, right down at the end, just above Jelly Rolls. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know the so, area. Yeah. yeah, it's a location not many people necessarily know about, uh, but it's amazing. And we went to take a look at the space, and we got down there. You actually have to go up to, I believe, the third floor of Disney's Boardwalk Inn and walk all the way down to the end of the wing. And we got down there, and, of course, the main door is locked. <laughs> so, Figures. All right, so we uh, we turn around and we start walking back to the main lobby, and I noticed a little service hallway, and we went down that uh, to a door that led out into the balcony um, that is just outside the attic, which happened to be unlocked, and uh, we were able to actually go in through the doors off the balcony into the attic and get a feel for the space, which oh, was sweet. a big help to us in planning uh, what we wanted to do. Sure. sure. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. So, you know, obviously... Walt Disney World is enormous, and the the themes and, and anything that they could offer you is just so numerous. So how did you and Kim kind of hone in on, like, whether it be themes or styles of, of weddings that you wanted? Uh, Kim is very good at coming up with, with themes and styles. She knew right from the bat that she did not want to do a character wedding mm-hmm. um, or something that would, you know, be the the type of question you get asked. Oh, you're getting married at Disney World, you know? Is is Mickey going to officiate? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, of, of course, Goofy would be the one doing that. Yes, so. make more sense, right? Right. So, and we actually did get that question from our families, but um, she had bought me a tie that she was going to have me wear for the wedding, and that was what turned out to be the color scheme uh, mm-hmm. for the wedding okay. itself. Um, even though I never actually ended up wearing it. 
<laughs> That's funny. So it basically turned out to be uh, we decided to go kind of beach casual, um, lots of turquoise and, and white. Um, took her a little while to convince me that I didn't want to wear a suit at Walt Disney World Resort in June. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Twisted your arm on that one, I'm sure. Right. So, you know, a pair of uh, linen pants and a nice, comfortable, uh, you know, shirt. Uh, mm-hmm. white shirt Excellent. and flip-flops turned out to be what I ended up wearing. So, awesome. um, but it was just very relaxed, very casual. We didn't want our families to have to get overly dressed up. Um, and so we got married at uh, Disney's uh, boardwalk at a location called Seabreeze Point. It's basically the pavilion right between the boardwalk in and Disney's uh, beach club resort. Okay. So basically as you're just going over that bridge heading into the back entrance of Epcot, and it was it was the perfect location. Um, and then we had our reception at the attic. Perfect. Yeah. So that sounds like a, a beautiful day. Yes. And if you want, uh, their color scheme is beautiful. If you want to look at the cover picture uh, for this podcast, you'll see uh, some of the flowers and a couple other things that kind of has the color scheme. And it really was a, a beautiful, beautiful yes, uh, setup there. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so you've decided on Disney and you, you've picked out the location. Uh, in the months leading up to it, how does Disney help coordinate with you uh, going forward to, to get to your actual date? Right. So um, obviously Disney has a number of different options for the type of weddings that you can plan there. Uh, They essentially have three tiers. The first would be the memories wedding, uh, which is up to four additional guests plus the couple. uh, So a maximum of six guests. Uh, You can book your wedding site up to 10 months in advance, and that starts around $3,500 plus your tax gratuity and fees. that and the escape wedding, which is the next tier, are not terribly customizable. They're kind of prepackaged. Mm. Uh, the escape is for up to 20 people, including the couple, um, and that's around 7000 And then the wishes, which is what we ended up going with, starts at 18 guests plus the couple, so okay. a minimum of 20, 20 guests. guests. Yeah, and the real reason at the time that we went with that wedding was uh, it allowed us to book the furthest out. So we would have the best possible chance of getting the locations we wanted. Oh, sure. And at the time, they actually had a light version of that Wishes Wedding, um, which was very close in price to the Escape Wedding package. And again, it allowed us to uh, book everything in advance. Um, and strangely enough, at the time, they were also, if you went with the Wishes Wedding, giving out free annual passes. So that was kind of something that we factored wow. into the price oh, consideration. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they've... They've stopped doing that since. <laughs> I'll bet they have. I'll bet they have. Right. Can you just... So, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. You're on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> no. So uh, basically what happens is once you initially call them uh, to let them know that you're interested in doing a Disney World wedding, they will connect you with a senior wedding consultant. And that individual is going to get all the details of, of the wedding you're planning on um, you know, having there at the Walt Disney World Resort, the date, um, any locations you might be looking at, and essentially which tier of wedding you want to get. Mm-hmm. And based on that, then they will uh, connect you to the appropriate party downstream. Uh, for the Wishes wedding, you actually get connected to a wedding planner that is the person you work with, you know, from day one right up until the day of your wedding. Mm-hmm. So that's the experience that we had. Um, and as you work with that uh, Disney wedding planner, uh, 
you go through a process, obviously they get information, uh, it all gets put into a letter of agreement, um, which is one of the two key documents that you have to concern yourself with. It's got all the information about the type of wedding you're looking to have. And after that, they will connect you to a room block planner. Mm -hmm. So you get a coordinator, uh, you're allowed to set up a room block uh, at typically up to three uh, Walt Disney World resorts. And essentially that's important for two reasons. Uh, The first is that um, anyone in your room block is going to get some significantly discounted pricing on their Walt Disney World Resort. Very nice. For the deluxes, I think it was upward of 40% off. Wow. Wow. That's a great deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, Unfortunately, Art of Animation, even with the wedding, still no discounts. (laughs) (laughs) Typical Art of Animation. (laughs) Right. Although I will say that uh, my brother and his family who ended up staying at Art of Animation, uh, as they were talking with the person uh, that they made their uh, reservation with they told them it was their first ever trip to disney world i think they got like a five percent discount hey. so a little pixie dust there as yeah well. anything is good that's perfect <laughs> right um and then once you've got that letter of agreement uh signed you basically start working not just with your wedding planner but also a floral planner um it is uh, there's an initial consultation for both the wedding planner and the floral planner mm-hmm. um where you set up all the all the details of both of those aspects of your wedding, and then you work with them throughout uh, the period of time leading up to your wedding to to get those ironed out. All of that goes into what they call the banquet event order, uh, and that's the other key document that they uh, that they produce that you want to make sure you know exactly what's in there because if it's not in there, it's not happening on your wedding day. We're very we know that from our time during catering. Yes. We always had the the BEO. Uh, we know working with that and being sure that the client uh, you know knows exactly what's going into that. And make sure we also cover all the client's wishes within that as well. So I'm glad to hear that Disney does that. I'm right. sure they're excellent at it. As a matter of fact, no, they were very good at it. So. Well, that's good. Did they help minimize it from being an overwhelming task? I mean, there are a lot of things to consider when planning a wedding and like uh, that kind of a destination. How how did they do with that? Uh, They actually did a wonderful job. It was probably easier in our case uh, than in the case of the average wedding that they deal with because uh, my now wife, Kim, uh, created what she called her wedding book. And it was essentially a book full of all the different ideas and photos and colors and clothing and uh, it was just kind of a visual guide for exactly what she was putting together for the design of the wedding. And that was uh, very, very helpful. I'd, I'd, I'd recommend it to anyone who was interested in doing something like this, mm-hmm. uh, primarily because when we got to our wedding planner uh, initial consultation, all we had to do was send that document to her, and it was very clear right off the bat what we were looking for. Great. That's an excellent tip. And if uh, so, when you're, we're going through the process, you said that they're very much in touch with you. If, you, if you, something comes to your mind as you're going forward, can you contact them very easily? Are they in contact with you many times as you get towards your big day? Yeah, both your wedding planner and then they typically have an assistant um, are in constant communication with you leading up to it, keeping you informed of uh, certain uh, things that they are able to determine. Uh, there's a lot of times where you'll ask for something and they're not either not sure if that can be done because maybe it's never been asked for before um, or you know other things that come up throughout the process. We experienced a lot of that. We 
the interesting component to our wedding was that while we did this beach-themed wedding, we wanted to have a surprise meet-and-greet for all our wedding guests and have some members of the 501st, which is a Star Wars costuming. <laughs> surprising from you, Rob. Really surprising. I know. Isn't that, isn't that <laughs> really um, fortunately, I have a wife who was totally on board with that. And, uh, <laughs> You're a very lucky so, man. <laughs> yes, incredibly lucky. Yes. So. We had made arrangements with them. Uh, they do appearances based on nothing more than donations in their name. Mm-hmm. And at the time, uh, Lucasfilm was running the Force for Change campaign, so any oh, donation, yeah. they would match that. Wow, oh, wow. that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, Yeah. so we were able to do that, um, and uh, I worked independently with some members of the 501st in the Florida Garrison, uh, the Makaze squad, mm. and... Uh, there was some back and forth with our wedding planner to work out the details of that. I will throw a caveat in here that if anyone's considering Star Wars elements to their wedding, that is an ever-changing um, area of the landscape in terms of D- Disney weddings. There are a lot of people that have had components of that in their wedding, but the rules and what they will allow is constantly changing. Right. Wouldn't surprise me if it changes yeah. even more with Galaxy's Edge opening and the uh, the future Star Wars hotel opening because they may want to use a lot of their own uh, pieces in that as they'll have more and more of those uh, probably around the, the uh, resort, I would right, think. Right, Yeah. So. Yeah, we actually, we ran into that uh, in our wedding. We had, uh, I believe it was about a month out from our wedding date. We had everything ironed out. Um, we were going to have to do the meet and greet within one of the ballrooms at Disney's Boardwalk Inn because uh, that was the only location they would approve. Um, and we were contacted by our wedding planner about a month out that between Legal and Lucasfilm, uh, they had been contacted and told that that was not going to be allowed any longer. Wow. So um, the other tip I guess I would put out there for people is, in our mind, the key was to be firm but polite. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause we pushed back on that. Um, you know, it was a month out from the wedding. We really sure. didn't have a lot of time to arrange anything to replace that. Right. And, uh, we'd already, you know, spent some of our own money to, uh, make that donation. So we, over the course of about two days, uh, worked with Disney and they ended up getting us grandfathered in so that we could still do that. And, uh, in addition to that, Kim had sent an email to Lucasfilm since it was coming down from them in the first place. And Lucasfilm ended up sending us uh, a gift box before we oh, left for our yeah. wedding. How nice is that? Like, yeah. Holy cow. Like five t-shirts, an R2-D2 measuring cup set. Wow. Uh, oh, my gosh. A copy of The Force Awakens. Nice. So, I think I'm going to contact Lucasfilm and just tell them we're getting married now just to see what they'll do, you know? <laughs> it was completely unexpected, but, I mean, yeah. there was, you know, some pixie dust from Lucasfilm or Stardust, I guess Stardust, yes. Yes. We'll a little Jin Erso for you there, a little Stardust. Right. Yes. So kind of describe to us, so you, you, you're having this beach-themed wedding and, and very casual and you're pronounced husband and wife and then... So wait, before I, so you're having a beach theme wedding in the Star Wars universe, sort of, was this on, was this wedding in Scarif or something? Or? Scarif, right. <laughs> no, but to Michelle's question, um, one of the neat things that they do for the bride and groom as you're going through your, your, uh, Disney wedding is that, um, at the end of each portion of it, they will kind of whisk the bride and groom away early mm-hmm. so that you can get to whatever that next location is and be there to greet your guests as they come in. Very cool. And the way that we had set it up is we had the wedding out at, at Seabreeze Point, and we had um, 
basically there's a guide that will take your guests to whatever the next location is. Mm -hmm. We had um, them taken into the conference center uh, there at the Disney Boardwalk Inn, and there was a essentially a ballroom that they had divided into two rooms. And as they came in, of course, everyone was assuming we were just doing some sort of a some sort of a standard uh, reception in a ballroom. Right. And uh, there were the three Star Wars characters that we had set up for them. So we had Darth wow. Vader, Boba Fett, and a Stormtrooper. Very nice. Cool. Very cool. So uh, the big day happens. Uh, you know, take us through it. I mean, obviously you had all that going on. Uh, were there any other big moments that really re you remember from that day? Uh, I mean, I remember the whole thing, uh, which is really courtesy of the fact that you have a Disney wedding planner who is taking care of all the details of everything that's going nice. on. So you really can just be in the moment, which is what you want to nice. do. Um, for our wedding was on June 16th, 2016. So we were there for vacation from the 14th through the um, 24th. And for eight and a half of those 10 days, it was in the low 80s, sunny, uh, wow. basically Beautiful. no uh, no humidity to, to speak of. So for Florida, anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> something you couldn't pay for, right? right. Um, <laughs> nice. But it was, it was just incredible. Um, we had, uh, in addition to the wedding, we had set up some events for our families uh, surrounding that. So... We had most of our family there on the evening of the 15th. Uh, we had them come over to the Disney Yacht Club Resort, took them to uh, the Cruise Cup Lounge, which is a, a nice little lounge yeah. uh, in that resort. And we had some cocktails and some appetizers for them there. Um, we were then able to transport them all over to uh, Disney's uh, Polynesian Village Resort. Mm, nice. We had a lovely welcome dinner for everyone there at Ohana. Oh, very oh, cool. nice. What a great place. Yeah. And then uh, the, the wedding day, we actually had a uh, dinner at Disney's Fort Wilderness at the Hoopty Doo Review, uh, <laughs> which was kind of like the end of the, the wedding celebration. So we were able to provide those events, and uh, they were just a great chance to get everyone in the Disney mood. Sure. What, did you still find that there was time for some of the guests to get into the parks a little bit, or was it all? I mean, obviously, it's all about the wedding, but was there a little time for them to explore as well? Yeah, there definitely was. Um, fortunately, we tried to keep our, our wedding events to a pretty uh, concise set of time there, about 24-hour period. Uh, everyone in our family chose to come down and turn into a vacation, stay at least seven days. Mm -hmm. So they had a ton of time to go visit the parks. Uh, I personally made a slight miscalculation <laughs> uh, the day of the wedding. Um, we had some time after the reception and obviously before we had to be at dinner for Hoop-de-Doo. And uh, I decided, you know, my wife is like, oh, I'm going to go back to the room. I want to rest, relax, you know, get refreshed before dinner. And I said, well, I think I'm going to take the boys over to Disney's Hollywood Studios and we're <laughs> going to go do star tours and uh, ride some of the rides. And uh, my youngest, or our youngest, who is, uh, I think, uh, seven and a half mm. about at that mm -hmm. time, um, had a mini meltdown that afternoon. Oh, no. uh, he hated everything. <laughs> so it's it's turned out to be an ongoing joke between us because I will sit there and tell him, well, are you sure you want to go to Hollywood Studios? Last, you know, First time you were there, you didn't like it so much. And he goes, Dad, that's your fault. You didn't make me take a nap. Uh, <laughs> Michelle's tips. Be yes, sure and get a nap, nap in some point. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's yep. right. That's right. So that would be Kim's tip as well. So <laughs> naps are mandatory. Great minds think alike. That's for sure. What were some of your favorite pixie dust experiences? 
doing the, a wedding th with Disney? Um, well, obviously, uh, the biggest pixie dust was the fact that they were offering those free annual passes, which um, yeah. I'm not sure. I think I think that actually plays to Disney's hand. Um, that I think possibly they should consider still doing that because it certainly caused us to go back uh, on a few extra trips that year that we wouldn't otherwise have been right. going on. Uh, so I think they came out ahead in that regard. But um, <laughs> Knowing how you guys do it up, I'm sure. <laughs> right, right. Um, one of the things that they will do over the course of the time that the planning is going on is uh, they will occasionally mail you a small little box of keepsakes. Um, I know in the time that we were going through the planning process, we got uh, a gift box which had uh, like a, a Disney fairy tale wedding coin. Um, I got some collar stays for a dress shirt. Uh, we got a couple of uh, a bride and groom handkerchief. Um, so they, you know, they do some little things over the course of the period uh, that you're doing the planning to kind of, you know, freshen it up for you and keep you in that magical Disney mood. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, what type of preparation either did you take or that you would recommend now that you've done it uh, in terms of working with Disney on wedding preparations? Uh, again, like I said, that the, the wedding book that Kim had put together was uh, pro probably the best thing that we could have possibly done. Um, it made all the communications with the folks over at Disney Fairytale Weddings so much easier. They actually could envision what we were thinking. Right. Um, and certainly uh, the point that I made earlier about that whole concept of being uh, polite uh, but firm with your requests, uh, one of the other things that we were able to get changed from the Disney perspective was in the attic, um, again, it's not a large space. I think the maximum number of guests you could fit in there is about 30 people. Uh, and they had uh, four primary tables that were not very large, but they all had four kind of padded overstuffed chairs around them. And it really took up a lot of space in that venue. Uh, and Kim had asked if they could switch those out and have Shivari chairs. Um, so something a little bit more um, minimalist that right. would give us some more space. And initially they were like, I don't think we can do that. But uh, they worked with us over a period of a few weeks. Uh, they got it approved. And actually the day of the wedding coordinator told us that it was the best that that room had ever looked. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's spectacular. Yeah, I guess, uh, the other, the other tip I would have, um, is if you're, if you're thinking of doing this and you're anything like us, where you're thinking of, uh, doing some meals for your family that are outside of the wedding itself. Mm -hmm. Um, if you are a Florida resident, a DVC member or a annual pass holder, uh, Definitely consider getting the Tables in Wonderland cards. Um, we were able to use that for both the Cruise Cup Lounge, uh, Ohana, and Hoopty Doo, and that was you know twenty percent off taking yeah, sure. a group of nineteen people out. Uh, certainly added up quickly. Yeah, I'll uh, bet. Yeah, and yeah. the other thing that I had discovered, I didn't know this until I did some research, but uh, you and your spouse can each get a card. It's about an extra fifty dollars for that second card, but that. Each of those cards will allow you to have 10 people um, right. included in that discount. So we had 19 people, and they were able to apply it for everybody. Wow, what a great tip that is. Yeah, yeah that would definitely, definitely be beneficial for people who are getting out there and putting this. Or even if you're having going out there, it doesn't have to be a wedding. Just like you're going out with a big group. Uh, right. Very interesting point. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I think also I was reading some things um, in preparation for today's podcast, and I believe you had uh, referred to an 
an external uh, person who could give tips for wedding planning with Disney? Yeah, actually, uh, one of the resources that Kim had initially found and uh, we both leveraged in the course of planning our wedding was the Disney Wedding Podcast. What? Um, Wait a minute. Another podcast? Are you cheating on us? (laughs) That's why we leave this for the end. I mean, (laughs) these uh, these type of podcasts um, are very helpful. from what I've listened to, um, most of them are just specifically about uh, exactly what we're doing here, the mm-hmm. specific uh, experience that these couples had. Um, she also puts out a uh, Disney fairy tale wedding guidebook uh, that you can access on her site, which is uh, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that will give you all the up-to-date details of what each of these packages are, the costs, how to go about setting them up. Um, and we definitely leveraged this in planning things, uh, which saved us a lot of time talking with the planner. All right. So, see, we just manipulated you into giving a tip for the week. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally be manipulated. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. <laughs> So yeah, no, that that's great. Now we we appreciate other podcasts as much as I've given you a hard time. We right. appreciate other podcasts out there, especially that are more specific than we are. We're kind of a general podcast. We kind of go over everything, but ones that can uh, specifically add a certain detail within the Walt Disney World Resort or any of the Disney weddings or whatever they may be. Uh, we appreciate them and what they do. So I'm glad they helped you out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was incredible. I mean, uh, again, it was for the most part beach theme, but we did have our little pops of Star Wars in there. We had a uh, a cake table at the reception um, that had uh, a different color scheme than the rest of our wedding. It was mostly black and white and red. We had a lovely uh, Mickey and Minnie cake topper on our wedding cake, Aww. and I actually got a, a, a Stormtrooper Grimm's cake. So <laughs> wow, combined with a bunch of little Darth Vader cupcakes, definitely. Nice. Nice. You sure it wasn't Scarif? I'm telling you, I think it was Scarif. Oh, it could have been. <laughs> well, Rob, thank you so much for joining us today. Sounds like you had a wonderful day. Do you have anything last minute just to say, you know, hey, if you're thinking about doing this, you should do it, or uh, maybe look in a different direction? Yeah, I mean, I would I would definitely say if you're at all interested in doing this, uh, definitely contact Disney and get that information from them to determine if it's something that can work for you. Uh, one of the huge things about doing a wedding at Disney World is, you know, in our case, we had guests that that covered the entire spectrum. We had um, our parents who, uh, in Kim's case, were a little bit more elderly and had some mobility issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my brother and his wife. Uh, she was pregnant with their third little girl mm-hmm. at the time. So uh, we had a special needs child. Uh, we had basically everyone mm-hmm. from uh, septuagenarians all the way down to toddlers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were able to handle all of that uh, with no issue. And then, obviously, the vacation can't be can't be overlooked. Sure. I didn't even ask you about the food. Before we go, I need to know about the food. I saw your menu. It looked spectacular. <laughs> That's right. Um one of the tips, you know, about doing a Disney wedding is uh most of the most of the ceremonies are going to be in the morning um and it feeds right into a perfect opportunity to have a brunch reception, which is what we did. Uh, mm-hmm. So we had, you know, the entire spread. We were able to have the pizza from uh, Trails End Restaurant over at Fort Wilderness brought in as nice. one of our options. We had a Mickey waffle bar, which uh, Little Bird told me Michelle would have been all over. <laughs> Absolutely. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, and... 
of course, the cakes, um, not only did they look beautiful, but they were amazing. Um, I would go back and eat any and all of that. Actually, when we went back for our honeymoon uh, later in 2016, I got a small version of both our wedding and the groom's cake uh, created, and, and we were able to enjoy those since we really didn't get to have too much of it uh, during the wedding. Yeah, that tends to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it sounded and looked spectacular. Um, I'm so glad Disney did you guys right. And, uh, you know, I'm just so happy. And we're just so happy to have gotten to know uh, you during these days of this podcast. And thank you so much for, for joining us here. And we're looking forward to seeing you actually probably considering when this podcast is actually going to play just a few days from now. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely on both of our calendars as well. We can't wait. Awesome. We're looking forward to it. Rob, definitely. thank you again for joining us. We really, really appreciate your insight into a wedding at the Walt Disney World Resort. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, and, we, sure. and we appreciate you taking time off on a weekend uh, to come join us for this as well. So Nothing I'd rather be doing. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, thank thank you. you. So thanks again to Rob LaBerry and uh, his wife, Kim, who uh, they just you know had a wonderful story. And uh, thank you for sharing that story with us and our listeners. It was such great uh, stuff. Yeah, definitely. It actually kind of made me think, hmm, what? What event could we do there now? Yeah. <laughs> Vow renewal possibly coming up. Who knows? Just uh, We can just make up a, any random anniversary we want to do. We can uh, do something like that. Right. And um, also, Disney World is sponsoring a bridal show coming ah. up in March, and registration is open for that. So you can go online and, and register for that. There, there's two ways that you can do it. You could either, um, it's $45 for either a walkthrough self guide tour through some of the things that they they are showcasing for people who are considering having weddings with them uh, or for $115 you could do the same self-guided tour but at the end in the in the evening you could have a dessert mm. um, dinner package kind of thing. Wow, that's great. And yeah. another excuse to go to the Walt Disney World yeah. Resort. Even if you're not planning on getting married this year, you can say, well, maybe someday. That's I right. want to know what it's all about. So <laughs> that's right. I think I need to plan a trip to the Walt Disney World Resort. That's a, that's a great tip. And that leads us to our tips of the week. As we know, and we discussed this at the beginning of the show, normally I would go to Disney Stories of the Week, but we're out of town. And so we don't know what the Disney, well, I'm sure we do know, but we're not here to tell you what the Disney <laughs> Stories of the Week because it's a whole time travel thing. Forget it. It's confusing. Uh, but we will never leave a show without giving you some sort of vacation tip to help you along the way, whether it be Disney Cruise Line, Run Disney, Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland Resort, whatever, some of the international parks. We always have some sort of tip to help you along your way. And we always start with Michelle because it's always ladies first and because she has fantastic tips. My mm. tips aren't very good. Her tips are magnificent. Oh! <laughs> I don't know. I think if we had people voting, I think you'd win at least half. No way. <laughs> Uh-uh. <laughs> Not a chance. Everybody loves you. Me? Uh, Your tips are the best tips, and that's why we always start with her. And so let's get to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Well, uh, since we talked Disney World today, uh, my tip is geared towards Disney World. And this is just a little tip. Um, There are some restaurants like Crystal Palace and Cinderella's Castle restaurants that are sometimes open prior to the park being officially open. So that's a way, if you have a reservation there, to actually get past the crowds and capture some really special photos where the park is nearly empty and you may find some areas that you can um you you probably can't venture into all parts of the park but at least still at the you know the very front parts there capture some really great pictures before there are thousands of people around with you so 
that's it's a little tip, but it's a way to, you know, one, like I said, get past some of the crowds before before rope drop and to get some special photo ops. Also, it's a good tip in that if you have a reservation for some of these restaurants or parties or whatever, as we just saw not long ago in New Year's, that there were a lot of people in Magic Kingdom Park that were turned away. You couldn't get into the park. But if you had a reservation for a meal within the park or one of the dessert parties or so forth, you still were able to get in. So, yes, those different ways to get into the park are very important and good to know. As I said, Michelle, Wonderful tip. Here is my little smaller tip, but it deals with food as well. That's because we're coming up on the Epcot International Festival of the Arts. And it's another one of those festivals that, yes, they have a lot of great stuff to look at, see, but they also have a lot of interesting foods to try uh-huh. and everything. Um, one, my tip for you is to go in, if you're, depending on what your trip is like, if you're going to be going into Epcot and seeing the festival several days, and this goes for everything, food and wine festival, flower and garden, whatever it is, and actually it goes for Disneyland too for some of their festivals. Have an idea going in, uh, whether it's the food guide that you get there or you can get on your phone app on the, on the uh, Disney World app. Uh, have an idea of what the food looks like so you're not like, because you can get there and you can run into the the first few booths and go, wow, that looks great. Wow, that looks great. Wow, that looks great. And buy everything. And then by, your, by the fourth booth, you're full stuff. Right. <laughs> and you're, you know, then you might find something that you want to try even more. Kind of space it out, figure out, have a plan of attack going in of what you might want to try and sample those things. And maybe you can come back. If you're going to do multiple days, of course, you can approach it in a different way, hit more things. But, you know, I mean, obviously, I, I haven't a bottomless stomach and can eat seven <laughs> from seven different kiosks and still go out for dinner that night. But that might not be for everybody. So just kind of check these things out in advance. There's so much good food, so much good drink to enjoy. That's another thing. Keep yourself in check on the drinks there because yeah. it's easy to get, you know, there's so many good drinks right. there that you can get a little crazy. And then before you know it, you're back in your room and you're sleeping away the rest of the evening, you know, so. Right, or, uh, or hurting the next or day. Or hurting the next day, which you want to enjoy your trip to the Walt Disney World Resort. So just kind of have a plan going in and have an idea what you want to do. Of course, they can always adjust it as you're moving along, but, you know, just keep it open for you so you can try as many good things as possible as you're moving through the day. That's a really good tip because on the other side, you, what you could do if you didn't know is you might pass by some that you might think, well, this is good but let me wait till I get to the next one and then you find you've gone really far into the park and gee I wish I would have tried that back there uh, at the the entrance so that is a great tip. Yeah easy to familiarize yourself and if you don't get the guides or whatever uh, you can also especially if you're doing multiple days or if you're doing going early and then going later back to the park, you know, you can go through and walk through everything and say, okay, I tried this, this, and this, and this, but make a mental note or even write a physical note. I want to stop here and here and here when I'm there later today or tomorrow or Wednesday or whatever it may be. Uh, Just, you know, just to kind of set yourself up so you can try as much of the good stuff as they have out there because there is a lot of good food to sample. That's right. So that's it. Those are our tips of the week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed another episode, and we're on vacation, and we're enjoying that. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) Absolutely. And we'll keep the news stories coming uh, through social media. Yeah, we will be uh, while we're on vacation. For the most part, we, there'll be some places where we can't get it. But for the most part, we will be on social media. So you can still follow us there. And I'll give you those ways in just a second. Next week, we are still on vacation. Yes, we are still on vacation for one more week. We'll be wrapping up our Time the Not Disney series with another great guest. This one's exciting as well. Uh, she'll share her experience getting married at the Disneyland Resort, taking it back here home to Southern California, the West Coast, the best coast. (laughs) 
Sorry, everybody else out there on the East Coast. We love you, too. Uh, we'll hear the story of how she and her husband met, their engagement, and details about planning that led up to their big day. And she'll also share some experiences that might help you if you're thinking about having your wedding at the happiest place on Earth. Absolutely. So excited Exciting. to talk yep. to her. Um, we've had her on the show before, and she's one of our favorites. And I know she'll have some great stuff to share with you, the listeners. Yeah, so... Don't don't miss us just because we're not here. Yes. I'm sure they don't miss us. Like, like, would you go away already or not? Anyway, thanks again for joining us today. You can follow us, as we just talked about, on social media, whether we're in town or whether we're out of town. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook and Instagram, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. You can email us, Podcast at gmail.com. And you can also find us, you found us today, keep finding us on 1057max.com or the Max Plus tab and on the Max FM app. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Really, it's the best way to, to get our podcast. You'll know exactly when we have a new episode. Uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you have a chance, please just give us a quick rating. And if you have a little more time, a review. It helps so much to get other people just like you to know that this podcast exists so that they can join in and be part of our Hyperion Adventure family just like you are. Sure. And if there's some things that we're not covering that we need to put a little bit more attention into, we want to hear about that. And if there's something that we're really doing well, we love to hear the props. We love that you're on vacation. You know, we love that you're not with us right now. We love that you're away. Or would you just go away? That your show yeah. isn't so long this time. Yeah, that's true. This is probably the shortest show since, like, the first show. And, well, that was still... Uh, we had a nice interview. We had a nice talk with Rob. So that was a fairly decent, yes. uh, fairly decent uh, length episode anyway. So... Thank you for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. And we will be, even though we're on vacation again. But until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.